Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic day today. And again, I want to encourage everybody. Thank you again for the emails that we're continually getting. I'm getting updates from people all over the country with stuff that's going on right now. And it's very, very important. Everybody understands that you got to make sure you're getting prepped for whatever you need right now, whether it's supplements, food. And I know I say that a lot, and I don't want to be redundant, but I mean that sincerely right now because I'm getting a lot of reports from people all over the country of basically shortages, of prices going through the roof on stuff, of basically going to certain supermarkets and products just not being available. I've told you guys this last week. I'm going to say it again. Basically, starting next week sometime, we're trying to get updates from our supplier. The meat buckets, they have told us now that they're going to be going up 30% increase. And that's what they're charging us up on it now. And they said that the cost of meat is starting to skyrocket. And so I've had a lot of people email me and call us up and order buckets in before the price increases. I'm just giving you a heads up on that. It has nothing to do with me trying to get rid of anything or sell anything. I'm just letting you know so everybody doesn't call me up in a month and go, oh, my gosh, the food bucket's just jumped up, you know, $40, $50 a bucket. That's what's going to happen with a lot of stuff all across the board. You guys have seen it in the used vehicle market. It's insane right now what's going on in the vehicle market. Everything goes up like almost every month now. A lot of it's shortages. A lot of it's because there's certain vehicles that are no longer going to be made, and a lot of people now are starting to realize this is an end of an era. We're going to start seeing the push for electric vehicles, and a lot of these vehicles that have been you know, high performance or that have been very sought after, they're done. They're, they're not going to be made any longer. So there's there's X amount of supply, and that supply is going to get smaller as more of them get wrecked, as the miles go up, as some of them get trashed and people don't take care of them. And it's going to continue to go on like that, and it's all across the board with everything from food to products to you know whatever you want to look at. It's starting to go up, and when you're seeing these infrastructure bill that they're trying to do, and now this whole this whole theater – with them trying to basically shut down the country again. Always remember, guys, this is one big show in Washington. You have to understand that. This is a giant circus theater show, and I don't say that sarcastically. I mean that sincerely. It's a circus theater show. you got magicians telling you to look at their other hand while the other hand's moving stuff around. you got the elephant stepping on the stool. you got the lion running around. you got the motorcycles and the ball. you got all these different things they're constantly trying to distract you with to try to make you think about what they want you to think while they slide their hand. This whole ridiculous fear porn with the shutdown is the same thing they do every couple years. They're trying to use it as a tool to get this unbelievably nightmarish infrastructure bill into place, which I told you about is completely and totally insane. They want to start taxing people basically on how many miles they drive. So if you basically drive 25,000 miles a year, they're going to, you're going to be taxed thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, what nobody's bothered to question the fact is it's not going to be just that simple. It's going to be big brother on steroids with this infrastructure bill. They're going to monitor every mile you drive. That's why I've emailed up every representative I can told them, you fight this, you filibuster this, you block it every which way. It doesn't matter if the government shuts down because the government doesn't shut down. They just keep printing money, and they do this theater thing. You guys remember when the gay Kenyan Obama 
Remember the, the whole country shut down, allegedly the government shut down. Remember they were going out and putting, putting guard gates up in front of outdoor memorial parks. Remember this? World War II memorial. They're putting guard gates up and putting security. You can't walk in here outside and look at the memorial because the government shut down. The whole thing was complete and total theater, and it was, again, to push more of their money-exploding bills into place, and that's exactly what we're seeing now. Now, over the weekend, House Democrats stuck in a provision into the $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill that will raise the fine for violating the vaccine mandate to $70,000 per violation for any company that has over 100 employees and willful repeated violations will be $700,000 per incident. You can't even make this stuff up if you were in communist China. This is how far-fetched it's getting right now. And then at the same time, you see what's happened in New York where Kathy Hochul, the governor up there, complete and total nightmarish governor, there she's now come in now and she said, if I'm signing executive order, I'm firing everybody that's not injected now by basically this week, and everybody's in limbo. Nobody knows what to do now. And she said, I'm going to bring in the National Guard. That's what she blatantly said. The National Guard, she said, will fill in the gaps for the healthcare workforce. And she also stated that she will work with the federal government to potentially bring in medical professionals from other companies by expediting their visa process. Well, okay, so how does this make any sense right now? You have doctors and nurses that have been firsthand exposure to COVID for the last year and a half. They've all survived, obviously, if they're still alive right now. Their immune systems are obviously very strong. Guarantee you they have antibodies because they pretty much all either had or been exposed to COVID. They're still going through and working their butts off every single day in these hospitals now, even with shortages. And now you're going to tell them that, hey, sorry, we know you worked unbelievably hard for the last year and a half. You're terminated now because you don't want to get an experimental injection that hasn't even been out for a year yet and has a list of side effects down the line in the VAERS reporting system to make sure you know what this stuff does to you. Well, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing now. And what's insane about this whole situation, what's absolutely insane about it, is that nobody is wanting to question it in the media at all. Everybody's just going along with this like this is supposed to be normal behavior. 46-year-old physician assistant who works at United Memorial Medical Center said she refused to get the shot. and was one of the tens of thousands of unvaccinated New Yorkers now whose employment is hung in the balance after the state's order went into effect, we should say we don't we don't know what we're going to do now. There's we don't there's no update on what's going to happen. And she goes on to say, she said, "I'm assuming I'm no longer employed, but there's no notice or no letter going out. We're like in limbo." And she goes, "A lot of people I work with felt like they wanted to get the vaccine, and they did. Other people felt like they were forced into getting it." She goes, "I'm not changing my mind. I'm not going to get it." And kudos to her, 100 percent, because this is something that is not. A joke. This is not a question of if you should, can you, will you. It's the fact of informed consent. Nobody has a right to force you to do something against your will. What's ironic about this now is they're saying, although 
healthcare workers who are fired for refusing to get the vaccine will not be eligible for unemployment insurance unless they are able to provide a valid doctor's approved request for medical accommodation. However, a federal judge in Albany temporarily ordered New York state officials to allow religious exemptions for the state-imposed vaccine mandate on workers. Separately, a federal appeals court on Monday just ruled that New York can order all teachers and staff to get the vaccine, reversing a previous decision. This whole thing is a complete and total fiasco in New York, and it's designed to be, guys. It's designed to confuse you into giving your consent and just complying. This is your choice. And choices have consequences. Be very aware of that right now. Some people say, well, it doesn't matter. I just can get the shot and get it over with. That's your choice. That is 100% your choice. That is, I, I, whatever. You know the information, sure. Other people said, I'm not getting the shot. That's also your choice. Once you allow a government body to come in and take your ability to make choices, and you no longer can say yes, no, I don't want to do this, I do want to do this, at that point in time, they own you. They will do whatever they want to do to you. They will inject whatever they want to inject to you, and they will treat you and control you however they seem fit. That is what this entire thing is about, and that is why they're pushing so hard to force everybody into compliance with this. Now you have United Airlines is saying it's prepared to fire 600 U.S. employees who have defied the carrier's vaccine mandate. The carrier said on Tuesday, however, it will begin the process of dismissing 593 employees who did not comply with the mandate. And here you go again. Remember what I keep telling you guys about the medical and religious exemptions? The company has planned to put employees who receive religious exemptions on temporary unpaid personal leave from October 2nd going forward. However, those plans have now been put on hold because of a lawsuit challenging the policy. Remember what I've continued telling everybody. Religious exemption, religious exemption, religious exemption, or medical exemption. Over and over and over again. It may not fix the problem. I'm telling you that right now. You still may get terminated. It still may go completely sideways. But one thing the religious exemption does is it throws one of those big old, giant, three-foot-long wrenches into the cog, and everything slows down precipitously because of lawsuits. That's what it does. If everybody starts doing that in unison, it is going to clog up the system so effectively and fast that they are not going to have the ability to do what they want with this mandate and taking people's choice away. Every single article I read keeps bringing up religious exemptions and medical exemptions. Everyone, even Reuters, all of them, all even the, the mainstream media ones, keep bringing it up. They're telling you what you can do, and the problem is nobody's doing it. I've only talked to a few people that have actually gone through and fought this tooth and nail, and sure enough, it keeps it goes to this lag where it's like, well, we can't really fire them for this. We can put them on like unpaid leave, but then they still have benefits, and so we're just going to kind of have to hold this right now in limbo. We have to do everything we can right now to hold the line. It is our responsibility. We have to make the right choice right now because it is up to us. Too many people have consented and complied with this right now. And trust me, my friends, if it continues to go further, it is not going to get better. Understand that. We are in the final phases of this push right now on taking away everybody's ability to make their own choices. This is what they bring in with the World Economic Forum. You will own nothing and you will like it. You will have no debt. You will own no car. You will own no home. But it's going to be great because you're not going to have to worry about anything because the all-powerful government's going to provide everything for you. That sounds like 
like an absolute nightmare to me because then at every point in time they go, oh, by the way, your free house we let you live in and your free clothes we let you rent and your free car that we let you borrow occasionally or we let you take your free transit. Uh, by the way, that's all gone if you don't get the 56 booster shot this month. And you go, I don't want another booster shot. I'm so sick. I can't even function. Oh, sorry. You don't get your booster shot. We take all that away from you. You can go sleep on the street like a homeless peasant. And you go, give me another shot. And that's what so many people are not seeing right now. You always have to look at the exit strategy on everything. Before you get involved in something, you have to look at what the tail end is going to be and look at a cost-benefit analysis. You can't look at it and say, well, I'm just going to do it right now, get it over with, close my eyes, push through it, and I hope nothing happens. No, you've got to look at multiple factors. What if this? What if that? What happens if I comply with this and I don't get sick from the shot? What's next? Well, it's very clear what's next. Next is going to be more shots, more mandates, more control, and more abuse of power. If we've learned anything from the last 18, 19 months, it's not that they stop. It's that they continue to go on and on and on the more you consent. You consent does not make it better. Your consent makes it much, much worse. So again, I encourage you guys – Please continue to get this information out there and encourage people to make your own informed consent. Do not do it because somebody told you to. Do it because that is your choice if you want to do it or don't do it because that is your choice and you don't want to do it. What do you think, Dan? Wow, Austin. Um, here's the thing. Pfizer is making a killing. According to NASDAQ, they made almost $19 billion in the second quarter alone. That's unbelievable. But their drug Eliquis has rose by sales, sales have risen by 13%. By the way, that's for blood clots being caused by the vaccine. And their drug Vaniquil rose by 77%, and that's for cardiomyopathy. And that, that's how big pharma works. It's the strategy. And it's basically pharmakia. It's, it's, just, it's, it's a basically it's the, the church of Satan, the, the Luciferians. The Bible calls it the synagogue of Satan doing this. And we, we got to see it. Uh, let me give you a very simple metaphor. This is a good one. You'll like this one. This is a good one. All right. I got two glasses of water. All right. I got glass A and glass B. Glass A is sparkling distilled. Nothing's been added to it. It's pure. It's absolutely perfect. Water, it'll sustain your health. Glass B is still perfectly clear and sparkling and looks perfect. But the government has put a few things in it. Because they say it's good for your health. They've put fluoride in it. They've put benzene in it. they put meth, 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 methane in it. They, they bubbled all kinds of stuff to it, but it's completely and totally pure. But I've got a study here on the one that says, basically, this has got these different chemicals in it, that these chemicals are perfectly safe. And they won't hurt you. They're not going to cause you to have instantaneous death. They're not going to do anything to you, and they're good for your health. We've got a study that was paid for by the manufacturers who put these poisons into the water who are telling you it's good for you. And then I got another hundred studies over here that tell you that that water's poison. Don't drink it. It's going to kill you. All right. The problem is, is that there are a lot of people out there that don't believe the lies. They'll believe the lies of the research that have been paid for by Big Pharma, by the manufacturers of the chemicals that are in that water. And they'll drink it, especially if they're told to drink it by the government or if it's mandated by the government. 
let's just go ahead and drink it. It'll be good. And they'll say, but there's a hundred studies that say it's not safe. You say, well, that would never happen. Ted, you're being silly. <laughs> oh, contraire, contraire, contraire. When aspartame, which you put it in solution, that you don't see it, you can get it in liquid form if you'd like. It contains methanol, which is paint thinner, aspartic acid, which can eat holes in brain tissue, and basically, you know, phenylalanine, which in high concentration can cause permanent nerve and brain damage in anybody. But the government came in and they said that the FDA said that aspartame is safe, and Donald Rumsfeld approved it, though there were hundreds of studies that said it wasn't safe, and there were Hundreds of studies done by aspartame saying it was safe. Hence the quandary, correct? You got one group saying it's safe, one group saying it's not safe. Here's the question I have to ask every one of you. If you know one glass of water is beautifully distilled and it's perfect for you, and you know the other glass of water basically is also beautiful and it's perfectly clear, but you got a 100 people telling you it's got poison in it, that another hundred saying that it doesn't have poison in it, why wouldn't you just drink the distilled water and not even bother with the second glass of poison or maybe not poison? I'm going to ask that question again. Why don't you just set it aside and go, I think I'm going to wait for a while before I drink the one that has potential poison in it because it may be poisonous. You think, well, that makes sense, Ted. That's what I'm going to do. Well, hence, that's why you listen to this talk show. <laughs> that's why you got through here because you can think. And a lot of people can't do that. They don't have concrete, rational thought. Oh, the government said I have to take it, therefore I have to take it, and I'm just going to go ahead and use it. Last night, I've got a friend of mine I went to college with, and I sent her and her husband a video on remdesivir. And I wanted her to give me her opinion on it and what she thought of it. And I sent her the video by Dr. Brian Artis, and he was on our show about last month. And he talked about how it's developed as a bioweapon, and within five days it causes irreversible kidney failure, and within 10 days it causes cascading organ failure. And the reason I basically sent it to her, because their family is also, also friends with my friend who basically is in the hospital, been in the hospital now for weeks. Now he's on a ventilator. I discussed that with you guys on Monday. Now he has kidney failure. And he's been on remdesivir, and I know at least one cycle of it, probably a second cycle of it. And he's now, barring a miracle from God Almighty, is going to die. Now, I say all of that because I'm trying to get the word out about – and I'm not trying to laugh, guys. I'm so frustrated right now. I'm like you know, frustrated beyond belief. The irony of this – so I sent this to my friend from college, who, by the way, is very, very smart. And I asked her to watch it and give me her opinion on it and let her husband watch it and get his opinion on it because I wanted them to know that there's a danger if they go into the hospital not to get remdesivir. And I'm going to read you the text she sent me back. I watched it and I shared it with my family. Wayne just pulled up some clinical research that supports remdesivir. Two sides to this argument situation do you see the confusion what do we do now what we do know is that we should keep a healthy immune system and more doctors need to encourage that now here's the point i'm trying to make of this it's the confusion isn't it you see confusion is not of god god is the god of reason and of judgment 
He's not a God of confusion. Choose life or choose death, he says in the Old Testament. If you do this, you're going to live. You do this, you're going to die. Then he says, by the way, choose life. It's going to be better for you. He tells the ancient Israelites to choose life, and they still did not choose life. They continued to worship the ancient Canaanite demons of Baal and Asher and Moloch. You can read it yourself in the Old Testament. And they chose death, and they were scattered. So here we have a situation that we have a confused populace that has gone and bought into this circus clown show that Austin talked about at the beginning of the show, and they want to believe the lie. Now, I don't know why they want to believe the lie. Isn't it just easier not to drink the stinking water with the poison in it? But they drink, but they drink the water with the poison in it, and sure enough, my friend from college and her husband both have had the vaccine. And so I, I asked her last night, I said, are you going to take the second shot? She goes, I'm not planning on it. Now, what does that mean? Is that a yes or a no? That's, that means I'm not planning on it. So here's the thing. What does it take for somebody not to drink the glass of water with the poison in it? How many people have to die from remdesivir in a cascading organ failure? How many loved ones have to die before they say, just maybe this is not a good product? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, yesterday, my wife and I were driving for lunch, driving out, and our neighbor was in the driveway and she told me that she was my wife she told my wife and I that they were going out of state for a while in order to visit a daughter and I looked at her and I knew they're liberals because he's had an Obama sign in their yard and they were in the school system for years and years and years and for their 21st birthday of their youngest son they had a giant party in which they ended up inviting directly or indirectly or basically maybe not intentionally whole bunch of underage kids who weren't 21 to the party. Sheriff came in and busted them and arrested about 40 of them. <laughs> the children, I mean, just, they can't make this stuff up. And I asked my neighbor, I said, You're, are you flying or are you driving? They're, they're going to go to Oregon. And she's, oh, no, no, we're going to fly. I said, well, you make, you're going to make sure you're going to wear that mask, right? Oh, yes, my daughter sent me some really good masks to wear on the airplane. I said, okay. I said, now, you've had your vaccine, right? Oh, yeah, I've had two of them. I tried to get my third one, but they said I couldn't have it yet. Okay, where's the concrete rational thought here? I don't understand it, but that's just the way it is, isn't it? You know, the same groups of people that accept the government for what it says is safe – who claim to be Christians, which all these people claim to be Christians, aren't they the same group that endorses sin as part of Christianity? The answer to me is yes. Don't they accept homosexual lifestyles as a Christian lifestyle? Uh, yeah. Don't they accept abortion as being okay? And I'm not saying that they're all like that. I'm not even saying that my neighbor, my friend from college has agreed with some of this, but a lot of people do that, don't they? They actually go out and they accept these other things that the world has told them that are okay, but that are contrary to the word of God. And we have to ask ourselves, how has this happened and how have we gotten like this? Well, you know, Jesus was very clear about all of this. And, you know, he says the light is coming to the world, but the people love the darkness of light because their deeds were evil. Now, does that mean that all people that believe this way, that their deeds are evil? Absolutely not. But the bulk of the people who accept the darkness are because they're following their father, Lucifer. Now, I know my friends aren't doing that, but they still get caught into the same thing. I spoke to a top cancer researcher who's a family member the other day. 
And they sent me a text, and they said, do you know why your son Harrison won't take the COVID vaccine? This is my son who's in the third year of law school. I said, yeah. I said, it's a family decision we've made. It's basically a shot that has been basically approved that doesn't even list its ingredients that's in an experimental trial that we don't want to put into our bodies. We've all had the COVID, and so we all have natural immunity against it. And then, of course, the response came back, well, this is not good. You need to go ahead and take the shot. And my response was this to my family member. We probably need to disagree on this one, and we need to agree to disagree because I don't think I'm going to change your opinion, and you're not going to change mine. And she said, I agree. We need to agree to disagree. Guys, that's the way it's supposed to be done in Christianity. We're supposed to agree to disagree on things that we see differently. But we have to ask ourselves a question. Where's the concrete rational thought? Where is the concrete rational thought with any of this? In Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31, this is the rich man and Lazarus. I'm going to read you this. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. And at his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus who was covered in sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. It's a pretty bad place, guys, isn't it, when you're laying outside the gate covered in sores and the dogs are licking your sores? Time came when the beggar died. The angels carried him to Abraham's side, and the rich man also died. Because, guys, let me tell you something here. Doesn't matter how much money you have, you're going to die off this. You're going to leave this planet. You're going you're to leave your earthly body. Now, when you're born again, you're a spirit-filled Christian. You just go right straight to God's heaven. You go right straight there. Okay? There's no, you know, anything else. There's no slaying around the grave dead, not knowing where you are. You go straight to heaven. It's like an elastic strap has been put on you. It takes you right straight to the throne room. When you leave here, you don't die in the spirit world. You just change form. Just thought I'd mention that to you. At the gate, this beggar was named Lazarus. When they both died, the angels carried him to Abraham's side. Like I said, instantaneously. The rich man also died and was buried in hell where he was in torment. The rich man looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called him Father Abraham, which is ironic to me. He's calling him Father Abraham, though he's in hell. Have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and to cool my tongue because I'm in agony in this fire. Which means that's probably a place where you really don't want to go. But Abraham replied, son, remember that in your lifetime you receive your good things. While Lazarus received bad things. And now he's in comfort here and you're in agony. Besides all this, between us and you and a great chasm has been set in place so that those who want to go from here to there cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. And then he answered, then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus. Okay? Let him raise from the dead. I'm adding that. For I have five brothers, and let him warm them so they will not come to this place of torment. And Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone came back from the dead and they go to them, they will repent. And then Abraham said, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. Guys, this is a quandary, isn't it? Is this the quandary that we're in? That we try to tell the people the truth, 
but they prefer the darkness over the light. And even if someone returned from the dead, they will not listen. Why is that? Well, I don't know if it's ignorance. I don't know if it's basically, um, you know, disobedience or it's because of their freedom of will. Or maybe they like to drink the glass full of poison. Or maybe they don't think that the messenger is telling them the truth. Or maybe they're basically not reading what they need to read and learning what they need to learn. And they don't know what they need to know, and so they make bad choices. See, that's what being led by the Holy Spirit is all about, isn't it? You know, I've tried so many times in my past, and I still do it presently all the time, to warn people of coming danger. To warn people of coming disease, of heart disease, of diabetes, of cancer, of the dangers of remdesivir, the dangers of cascading organ failure, the dangers of basically kidney failure. And I send them videos, and I talk to them, and I plead with them. Sometimes they listen, and sometimes they do not. And see, the problem is this. If we don't listen to that still, small voice, the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives, if we don't have a built-up relationship with God Almighty through prayer... And through being led through the Holy Spirit, then when the God, when this Holy Spirit speaks to us, we will not listen. And we'll accept homosexuality as an alternative lifestyle as a Christian. We'll accept gay marriage. We'll accept the transgender lifestyle. We'll accept everything the world from the Kabbalist teachings of the Frankfurt School and the Zohar will think that God's a snake in a tree. And we'll listen to the teachers who tell us what our itching ears want to hear. We promote the doctrines of devils and demons because we think it's easier to believe that way to go along with the flow than it is to believe what the word of God says and what God Almighty wants us to do. I've given you examples of preachers who tell you that God's a hermaphrodite, that Adam's an hermaphrodite. They believe that Jesus and Adam are identical, so Jesus is an hermaphrodite in their eyes, which is complete lies. It's all from hell, all from hell, all from the Zohar all from the ancient Canaanite religions and the ancient Druidic religions and from the Masonic lodges. With the highest levels, they finally begin to realize that their god is Lucifer. Oh, yeah. It's that same group. It's always that same group. And so we have to understand that this synagogue of Satan is a really, really strong right now on the planet and that all these sacrifices from all these abortions have strengthened the beast. And he's running around like a roaring lion. The word says, seeking those whom he may devour. But because we're sanctified by the blood of the Lamb, by Jesus, he may not devour us. And our DNA is continually restored because the ever-powerful healing frequency that's omnipresent that's being released constantly through Jesus. And we have to understand that because without that, we have no hope. I mean, absolutely zero hope. But we have to look at God's will for our life we have to now think about it for a second you know we've got this group of people now that are telling us that we have to tax 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 everybody more and more and more and more carbon taxes carbon taxes carbon taxes you know they're putting all kinds of taxes on everything now why because the united states petrodollar as the world reserve currency is dying it's dying and they've got to find a way to generate more revenue from the tax base because their dollar Ponzi scheme has failed. And now they have to come in and take more and more and more of our stuff away. When Austin tells you that our meat buckets are about to have a 30% price increase, it's not because we're trying to make more money on the meat buckets. We're trying to save you money because we're still giving to you for the same price that we were paying for them before 
because we can still put orders in at the old price, and we're letting you guys know this is about to happen right now with all of us. And I see the same thing in alt media. You know, I've tried to help so many people. Some of them are in the hospital now, and I've tried to give them the right information on their health. I've tried to teach them the right way to live. I've tried to give them good information on supplements they need to take. In the vast majority of the cases, not all cases, they don't listen. They simply don't listen. And they basically do their own thing, go their own way, live their own life, and now they get sick. And you say, well, how in the world did that happen? Well, a lot of it's because, again, they don't believe the truth or they believe the truth, but they don't want to implement the truth of what they need to do. See, in a fractal universe, which is what we live in now, let me just – I had this – I shared this with my daughter this morning, my 18-year-old who's about to be 19. And I explained to her, I said, what we have – in the universe from an omnipresent God who runs everything is a fractal timeline. So what he sees, now listen to me, friends, this is really important. This is going to get complicated, but you got to see it for what it is. We have the reality of where we are now, and God sees that, but behind that is what's called a fractal timeline. In other words, if you have ten choices, and I often talked about this earlier, with dominoes, you know, you make choices and you have a cascading effect. If you're a teenager and you go out and you go get drunk and you get basically get in an accident and you kill somebody, you're going to drop a domino and your life will change forever. And you get to these crossroads all of the time in your life when you have to drink the Kool-Aid or water with the poison in it or take a kill shot or you don't. And when you take these choices and you make these choices, there's a fractal timeline that develops in which you have all of these options that you're given because you've been given freedom of will. The interesting thing about God is he's outside of time space, so he sees all these fractal choices at the same time, and he knows which way you should go and which domino you should drop. And he realizes that when you drop that domino, things go really well for you. If you drop the other domino... Things are going to go sideways. It's kind of like God's plan A for your life. When you're led by the Holy Spirit, God will say to you, you better go that way instead of that way. Yesterday I was speaking to a friend of mine, and I was discussing with him about some folks that I know that are extremely ill and some things that God had told me several weeks ago about what was going to happen to these people. And right in the middle of the conversation... The Holy Spirit said, stop it. And I, I just stopped. I said, and I, and I said to my friend, I was talking to Drew. Give you the guy's name. And I said, Drew, I can't tell you that. I got to go. And I immediately stopped the timeline. Stopped it. And I quit talking about it. He called me back later last night. He goes, man, is everything okay? I said, yeah. He goes, what the heck just happened on the phone today? I said, the Holy Spirit told me to stop it. And I instantaneously stopped it. That timeline didn't go any further. Now you say, well, why would you do that, Ted? And why are you telling us about that? Well, number one, you're my family. And number two, I always try to be led by the Holy Spirit. You're going to come to a time now in your life. Listen to me. You guys are my family, and I love you. You're going to come to a time in your life right now, and this is what's going to happen to you pretty quick. You're going to have to make a choice. You see it in New York already. And this is going to be a cascading timeline, a domino drop through almost all of the states in the United States. The same thing that happened in the Civil War with states' rights and this all-powerful, overreaching 
cabalist group that runs everything, and they say, it's time for you guys to own nothing, and you will like it. And Klaus Schwab sits up there on his throne, basically sitting next to or underneath or wherever he is in adjacent to Lucifer himself going, this is the way it's going to be. Guys, here's the thing. They kind of thought that with Jesus too, didn't they? Yep, they did. They sure did. And Christ came and completely changed the timeline and got rid of all the open human sacrifice, the open gladiatorial combat to death, the hanging of people on crosses for sport and for license of Rome. Let me explain to you what they did. They'd wrap them in oily cloths and light them on fire on a cross. And so they would torch and light the way to Rome with the human bodies burning. Oh, yeah, they did that, too. And the human sacrifice to the Canaanite gods and Baal and Asherah and Moloch and all the rest, that all stopped, didn't it? See, Lucifer, this weirdo, this whatever it is, is not omnipresent. He's not omniscient. and He's not omnipotent. He's just a created being. Now, mind you, he's a you know angel of heaven, so he's probably got a lot of power. But he ain't, can't come and he can't even get close to Jesus. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no. Jesus is in the image of God Almighty. Okay, he is God. He's part of the Triune Godhead. He can't touch Jesus. Lucifer can't. And so they constantly are trying to find ways to circumvent the fractal timeline to cause this to come to pass. And this is why Austin talked about what he talked about at the beginning of the show. You know, if you got all of these choices, you've got to make the right ones. And if you don't, why do you think we pleaded with you guys? We, we literally begged you guys, stop wearing the mask. We did this a year, year and a half. Of, Please stop it. You don't know where this is going. We're dropping dominoes. It's not going to go well. Soon they'll tell you, you can't even do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. And we're here now. And the problem is, is that when you try to tell people the truth and you're an alt media, if you don't agree with the fear porn alt media, the alt media has a tendency just to not put you where they need to put you or to discount what you're saying. And if you're not telling them, we're going to have an earthquake, we're going to have a meteorite, we're going to have a tidal wave, the aliens are coming, the aliens are coming, all the other stuff, all right? They don't want to talk about the rebuilding of the third temple. Like it talks about in the book of Thessalonians, which the Antichrist comes out and declares himself God. They don't talk about that. They want to talk about these, all these other dog and pony shows so they can increase the clickbait and the fear porn on their website so they can make more money. Austin and I don't do that. That's why we don't do any advertisement on this show. And go to the healthmasters.com website. You won't see one ad for another company on there. I don't care about clickbait. We don't do that. Because I love you guys. You're my family. And I mean that very sincerely. I prayed for you this morning again. And I pray that you drop the right dominoes. That you make the right choices in this fractal timeline that we're in. Because, and you continually, when you come to these crossroad decisions in your life, that you make the right choice. Because if you don't, then these dominoes start getting dropped and you end up with cardiomyopathy or kidney failure. Or cascading organ failure and all of the other things they want to do to reduce the population of the planet by 7.5 billion people. These guys are playing for blood because they want to bring back the old world order under the ancient Canaanite religions. 
That's what these Kabbalist Luciferian bankers have done. And if we don't see it, and we don't call out the synagogue of Satan for what it has, that's why the last two days I've we've gone into detail on this, on the last two day shows. I've got compliments from all over the world on yesterday's show. And guys, listen to me. It's not that I'm trying to belabor a point, but I've got to tell you the truth. Stop wearing the mask. Realize that we can do all things, all things, through Christ Jesus our Lord, who came and was inserted into this timeline by God Almighty himself to deliver us from the evil one. And we can do all things through him. For this is the day the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice in it, and we will be led by the Holy Spirit, and we will make the right choices, and we will continue to persevere, and we will continue to stand. Here's the thing. Dying on a ventilator with kidney and organ failure, having your body bloat as you hold fluids because your kidneys aren't working any longer and they're having to put you on a dialysis machine, and dying that way is like dying in hell. When I leave this planet and I leave this physical body, I'm going to say something to you that I've never said before. I want to go out with my boots on like my daddy did. He was 83, 84 years old. Every week he'd go to the old folks' home. He had an accordion, and he'd play a concert for these folks. He had 100 songs memorized, and he loved playing the accordion. He started doing it when he was 50 years old. He'd been playing for over, you know, over 30 years. And he went to the old folks' home with his boots on. He's playing the accordion, and he strokes, and he's gone two hours later. That's going out with your boots on. The other way I'd go out, too, if I couldn't go out with my boots on, I'd go out protecting my family and my loved ones. I would. But, but dying on a stinking respirator, on a ventilator, with cascading organ failure, that's like being in hell. And I don't have any interest in that at all. So guys, always remember this. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be given unto you, and always be led by the Holy Spirit. It's so important. Austin, what are you thinking? What's your next story, bud? Well, so many people now are starting to really question the whole narrative with remdesivir and starting to question why all of a sudden we're seeing cascading organ failure with individuals that are allegedly dying from COVID. It's ironic we didn't see this last summer. People didn't die from kidney failure and liver failure from an upper respiratory infection. It doesn't happen. It's never happened. It didn't start happening until they started pumping everybody with remdesivir at the end of last year as standard care. And I told you guys, remember, a couple weeks ago, I had our listeners basically transports healthcare products as far as medical products all the time, emergency medical products. And the Prismacate is the dialysis formula that's for continuous renal replacement therapy. And he said they're delivering anywhere from seven to eight pallets a week now. He said before, last summer, during last year, a couple cases, said there's 80 cases to a pallet. He said they're ordering by the pallet load of the hospitals, and it's used for continual dialysis, 24-hour ICU dialysis for patients that basically have completely and totally shut down their kidneys. Now, how in the world did COVID start knocking people's kidneys and livers out? Because I've talked to multiple people who have caught COVID, including myself. No kidney failure, no liver failure. I've talked to people in the 60s and 70s had COVID, no kidney failure, no liver failure. So why all of a sudden is it the only time people are going on kidney failure and liver failure, cascading organ failure on COVID, is when they've been in the hospital for a week? 
Anybody else want to ask that question but me? How nobody seems to be going into organ failure until they get into the hospital, and suddenly within three to five days, they're having cascading organ failure? Hmm? Reason why? Because they're putting the drugs in their body. I talked to a good customer a couple months ago. This this wasn't even COVID-related. And uh, his basically his wife had basically been dealing with some bone cancer, and they told her that she needed to go on basically this new type of chemotherapy. Supposed to be totally great, totally knock it out super fast. And this lady's perfectly healthy. They said they think they found bone cancer in there. They need to treat it. I said okay, and he comes to my office like a week later. He goes, dude, I got to let you look at this real quick. He hands me a paper. It's your blood work. I said, what is this? I said, I don't usually read blood work anymore. I said, I've done that before. I said, I know how the stuff, you know, what the numbers are and where the stuff is. He goes, just, just look at it. He goes, look at the second page. I'll look at the bottom page. 15% kidney function. 15% kidney function. I looked at him. I said, what in the world's going on? He goes, well, she started like two treatments of this chemotherapy. And they're not calling it chemo. It's something else. They call it a different name. And he told me the name, but I don't remember what it was. And I said, well, what was her blood work? Pre this, what was her blood work? You know, a month ago, shows me her blood work a month ago. Kidney's almost perfect. And I said, "Do you realize this is the only factor that's changed in her lifestyle since then?" He goes, "Yeah, I know." He goes, "What do you think?" I said, well, "I'll tell you what I think." I said, "I think this drug's causing kidney failure." I said, "Ask the doctor to see what the side effects are from it." Sure enough, that was the primary side effect from this chemotherapy: is full renal failure. They pull her off of it. They start doing intravenous vitamin C IVs with another doctor. Does blood work a month and a half later, kidneys back up to like 85% function. That fast, already started bouncing back. There's certain drugs and there's certain things that when you put in the body, they literally melt your organs. They're that toxic. The fact that Big Pharma has allowed this stuff, well, not, I'm not surprised Big Pharma. You know Big Pharma likes this because they make an insane amount of money off killing people. But the medical industrial complex and the FDA is complicit right there with them. That's why you have to question everything that's going on right now. That's why it's so important that you question what they keep telling you. This, I saw yesterday, golly, this, this boggled my mind again. The CDC put out an urgent, urgent alert yesterday that pregnant people need to receive the COVID-19 vaccine immediately, pointing to the recent record surge in death among those with children and possible birth defects linked to the virus. Wait, wait a minute, what? You're coming out now with research showing that COVID is causing birth defects and deaths, so we should take an experimental injection that has been directly linked to stillbirths. You can't even make this up. And what they're doing now with the reports, and I looked at the skewed numbers from the CDC, is even they're making sure that nobody is being put down if they've been vaccinated or unvaccinated when they have a miscarriage or a stillborn or a birth defect now, currently. No, 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 no. You're not allowed to put that down at all. So what they're doing is they're taking the individuals who are having all these health problems and birth problems that have gotten the injection, and now they're counting them as it's because they got the virus. I have a personal friend, very close friend of mine. I grew up with her. She's got a very, very healthy second baby boy right now. He's three months old, super cute baby. She got COVID during pregnancy. I mean, full-blown COVID mid-pregnancy, like five months into pregnancy. She's refused to take the injection. She called me up and said, what do we need to do? 
I said, well, start running subs, you know, increase the vitamin C, the D3, you know, and run the, run the protocol. She ran the protocol, knocked it out in a week, had an unbelievably healthy baby, super cute looking baby. She's doing great now, breastfeeding, doing fantastic. Why is it all of a sudden now of thousands of years of birthing children, do we suddenly need to inject pregnant mothers with an RNA experimental injection for an upper respiratory virus? There is zero evidence that shows catching COVID causes birth defects. Zero. I even tried to look up the studies the CDC was trying to put out. Zero. There's none. None whatsoever. The only thing they can contribute to is getting the injection as far as causing this now. But yet, they're telling everybody, can I get the shot now? It's urgent. It's urgent. It's urgent. It's urgent. Why is it urgent? We're, we're, we're two years into this now almost. Why is it urgent? Just about everybody's caught COVID now. Okay, cool. It's fine. Get over it. Do your thing and live your life. It's interesting as well now. Homeschooling. I saw some Breitbart. They're now saying a study is now showing homeschooling is now a very viable education choice. A study published out of the Boston-based Pioneer Institute points to significant increase in families who are now regularly adopting homeschooling as a sign that education option is now a viable choice and the public education system is beginning to fail. They said the studies notes while parents across the nation were suddenly plunged in the realm of having school at home. When the alleged pandemic hit in March 2020, many have decided the closer involvement they experienced in their children's education would be the best permanent option after all, and I can't even reiterate this and prove my point even further, all I have to do is go look at the former governor, Terry McLaugh, up in Virginia, who's now declaring that parents should not have a say in what their kids are taught in public school. It was in a Virginia Democratic debate on Tuesday night. At one point during the debate, the candidates were asked – on whether protections for transgender students should be determined by the state or at the local level. McLaugh referenced a recent incident where a parent complained that two books available to high school students, including graphic sexual content and pedophilia. The school district removed the books and is currently reviewing them. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. He goes on to say, and I'm going to quote him right now. This is what Terry said. I am not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books off the shelf and make their own decisions. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should and shouldn't teach. I can't even make a wow. case for homeschooling curriculums. I can't even come up with a better argument than what this man just said right now. Parents should not have a say in what goes on. On in the school systems, blatantly telling you these are communist indoctrination camps. You will send your children here. You will not question us. You will not look at us. You will not make eye contact with us. You will drop your children off. We will indoctrinate them, and we will tell you when you're allowed to pick your children back up. That's exactly what he just said loosely. This is the new push to control the younger generation because this is the last generation that they need to be able to completely and totally dominate the entire population dad what do you think well you know austin the the crazy part about it is i'm gonna go back to what you started with in the very very beginning about how this whole group of people is basically you know 
giving us a circus clown show so we don't see the truth right now in Germany. And I kid you not. And this actually made the Drudge Report this morning. It made the Drudge Report because it's just, I guess, one of these things that these cabalists want to talk about. There's a 96-year-old secretary who worked as a typist in a concentration camp who is now being sought because she missed her trial as a as a Nazi co-conspirator in a concentration camp, and they want to give her the death penalty, apparently. 96 years old, and they're still chasing Nazis. And now they're down to the typists who basically work for the Third Reich. Do they have nothing better to do? Where in the world are they going to find a witness to testify against this woman from, you know, 80 years ago when she was like 18 years old or 16 years old? And now they're chasing her because she's escaped custody and won't go to trial. What the heck is wrong with everybody in Germany? Oh, that's right. They're basically still under a Kabbalist-controlled government, aren't they? Oh, that's right. They have been since World War II because they're still being made to pay. Guys, don't let them do this to us. Say no. Don't comply. Be part of the resistance. Be part of the remnant. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And again, this is why it's so important to become informed, to become educated, to know what you're talking about so you have a valid argument and you also have a valid case when you talk to friends, family, or acquaintances about what's going on. A lot of people simply just don't know. They're so brainwashed and they're told what to believe, what to say, what to think, and what to regurgitate that that's all they really know right now. This is what happens when you allow complete and total tyranny to unknown. Take grips on a country. We're watching it happen. Look at Australia right now. Authorities in New South Wales are now saying they're going to jail Australians who don't show a vaccine pass when they enter a business. Yes, really. They're now saying that fraudsters will be arrested if they enter the premises with fake vaccine passports immediately. If people want to do the wrong thing, they will be found out. They're also going to say that basically they expect all businesses to call the cops on any patrons that come in and refuse to show their pass. That's where it's gone to in Australia now. That's how tyrannical it's gone. That is where they're going to attempt to take it. We just don't let them do it. And the fastest way is saying no. That's why I've said so much about the muzzles. I get it. A lot of businesses are still requiring it, and I get it. You need to absolutely push back as hard as you physically can on this because the mask – turned into the lockdowns, excuse me, the lockdowns turned into the mask, the mask turned into the restrictions and the social distancing, and you can't go here, you can't go there, and your business shuts down, and now the mask have turned into, you need to get a shot for your health. Now the shot has turned into, you basically get the injection or else you don't work and you don't eat. Where do you think it goes next, guys? Where do you think they're coming next? Next they're going for everything. You don't go and operate without your passport or you get arrested. Australia is the textbook example of where the future play is. All you got to do is look. They're showing us the playbook right in front of us. Do not comply. Civil dis disobedience right now is absolutely mandatory in order to keep a republic. 
Just simple as that. Thank you again for the continued support. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com, the product of the week, will be updated today. We ran into some issues yesterday, some technical difficulties. It will be updated. The winner is the Cortisol Buster. will be updated here shortly as product of the week on the front page of the website, and be sure to check it out. The N-acetylcysteine, the Excellent C, the Immune Support Kit, all those in stock right now, including a fresh batch again of the quercetin powder and the vitamin C with antioxidants, the capsules. We have a small batch of those in, but those are phone order only. We can't put them on the website because they will literally be gone within a few minutes. So if you guys need any of the vitamin C antioxidant capsules, be sure to call up Steve, and you can order them over the phone today along with anything else, including the meat buckets at the current price. Thank you again for the support, my friends. It is so nice to know that we have so many listeners. I see these emails, and it's so it's so refreshing to me to know that there's so many people out there that are awake. It really is. I'm not going to lie. It is amazing to see it, to know that people are out there, and they're continuing to stand up for truth and righteousness because it only takes a small percentage. It only takes a very small group when you have this large of a populace to make a huge difference. That's us. That's where we are. That's you. Thank you for the support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. You guys stay strong. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Thank you.